I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Allison Goldfein, Head of the Section of Clinical Research at Joslin Diabetes Center and an Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Goldfein has written a perspective article about the risks and benefits of statins and a recent label change required by the FDA. Dr. Goldfein, recent studies indicate that statin therapy is associated with an increase in the risk of type 2 diabetes. How large is this risk? Different studies have suggested different levels of risk. This might be due to the fact that patients with greater or lesser risk for diabetes were enrolled in the different studies, different specific statins and doses of statins were used, and that different criteria were used to diagnose diabetes, such as physician diagnosis, use of medications, or an abnormal laboratory test, and the number and frequency that these were assessed. However, our best estimates come from a study that combines results from 13 different trials using statins in a total of over 91,000 patients. The risk of diabetes is increased about 9%. It's greater in older patients and in those who already have multiple risk factors for diabetes. Treatment of 225 patients with statins over four years would result in one extra case of diabetes. It's important to keep risk and benefit in mind at the same time as there would be greater reduction in major coronary artery events, coronary heart disease death, and non-fatal myocardial infarction with 5.4 fewer events per 255 patients treated over four years in statin-treated patients compared to controls, and this benefit includes those with diabetes. So can we say whether the risk is related to a specific statin or to a specific dose of a statin? The studies do not strongly suggest that the risk of diabetes is associated with a particular statin, i.e. the risk appears similar for all statins. It does appear that the higher doses of statins increase the risk of developing diabetes more than lower doses. However, the risks and benefits must be considered together. When comparing intensive-dose statin therapy to moderate-dose statin therapy over about five years, there were two additional cases of diabetes per 1,000 patients, but six and a half fewer cardiovascular events, including cardiovascular death, non-fatal myocardial infarction or stroke, or coronary artery revascularization with intensive-dose statin therapy. 24 million Americans take statins. If the risk of new-onset diabetes with statin therapy is in the range of 10 to 15 percent, this would translate into 240,000 to 360,000 new cases of diabetes. Is the public health concern as substantial as those numbers would suggest? These are indeed very large numbers. However, one cannot contribute 240 to 360,000 new cases of diabetes to statin use. For example, in the meta-analysis that I had mentioned before of 13 trials comparing, involving over 91,000 participants who did not initially have diabetes when they entered the studies, there were 4,200 participants who developed diabetes. Of these, 2,050 were in the control arm of the trial, and 2,226 were receiving the statin treatment. The absolute risk difference is 176 more cases of diabetes in patients assigned to statin compared to similar patients who did not get assigned to statins. This is about a 9% increase in relative risk, although the absolute risk is small. If no patient prescribed statin already had diabetes, the population attributable risk would be approximately 21,000 patients. But it's important to remember that many patients who already have diabetes are prescribed statins, so the actual 
population attributable risk is much lower than this. You note in your article that the risk seems to be greatest among people who are likely to develop diabetes anyway, at which point they'd be treated with statins as part of routine care. Is there evidence that such routine statin therapy actually exacerbates the diabetes? There are many drugs that do exacerbate diabetes, and the changes in blood sugars are evident to both the physicians and patients when these medications are used. There are other examples that are less uh, prominent changes in uh, blood sugars, and it has not been apparent to either physicians or patients that statins cause an appreciable change in blood sugars or that diabetes becomes harder to imagine. The magnitude of blood sugar changes in the trials uh, for patients with new onset diabetes has been very small. The change in hemoglobin A1c, which is a measure of average blood sugar over the preceding two months in the Jupiter trial, went was 5.9% in those taking statins versus 5.8% in those not taking statins, a number or difference too small to detect clinically. Similarly, in studies of the Veterans Affairs population, uh, the changes in blood sugars were really different, uh, not very different between groups, with a three milligram per deciliter change between those who were prescribed statins versus those who were not. Thus, while there is an effect on glycemia, the exacerbation of diabetes is likely very small, especially in comparison to the cardiovascular protection for those with significant cardiovascular events or risk at entry. Whatever its magnitude, this side effect of statin therapy was unexpected. Is there a known explanation, a, a proposed mechanism for it? No. The mechanisms for statins to increase new onset diabetes remain unknown at this time. There are no genes involved that regulate the HMG-CoA reductase, which is the target of LDL cholesterol metabolism where the statins interact, uh, with the risk of developing diabetes. Cellular studies have suggested several potential mechanisms where statins may interfere with beta cell insulin secretion, uh, or they may uh, inhibit the insulin signaling pathways. However, it's unclear uh, which of these mechanisms or mechanisms uh, lead to the increase in new onset diabetes in statin-treated patients at this time. Exactly what action has the FDA taken? The FDA reviewed the studies using statins and the risk of new onset diabetes. In late February of this year, after considering the trial data and meta-analysis, the FDA released a drug safety communication containing important safety label changes to cholesterol-lowering statin drugs. They noted reports of increased blood sugar and glycosylated hemoglobin, or hemoglobin A1c levels, and added this to the statin label. However, they also went on to comment that the FDA continues to believe that the cardiovascular benefits of statin outweigh these small increased risks. Do you think that further studies are necessary, for instance, to quantify the risk for various subgroups of patients? Statins are among the most widely studied drugs used in America and worldwide. To date, the risk of new onset diabetes appears greatest among the patients who are already at greatest risk of developing diabetes, including those of older age, higher baseline fasting blood sugar, increased body mass index, hypertension, and high triglycerides. These are all risk factors for diabetes and suggest the statins may be unmasking disease earlier in those most likely to get diabetes without statin use. I'm not sure that additional studies will be able to pick out various subgroups better at this time, 
but perhaps in the future when new genomic, proteomic, or metabolomic profiling is more feasible and with more widespread use. I do think an interesting clinical question would be whether it is better to develop diabetes on statins than not on statins in terms of major cardiovascular events and survival. Another important question in my mind is what happens to the relative risk and benefit rates over time. The statin studies are generally relatively short, over about five years of follow-up. We know the protection for major cardiovascular events begin quite early after starting statins, and benefits increase over time. We have less certainty about the relative risk of diabetes over time. This is most applicable when considering using statins for primary prevention in patients with the lowest cardiovascular risk profile. So if a patient of yours did develop diabetes on statin therapy, would you continue the statin? I recommend following the American College of Cardiology and American Heart Association and American Diabetes Association guidelines for lipid management, and they're all in harmony, based on level one and level two trial data. Clearly, those with the highest risk for cardiovascular events, including those with overt cardiovascular disease, should be on statins whether or not they have diabetes. In my patients with diabetes, I target an LDL goal of about 70 milligram per deciliter, or a 30% reduction from baseline, and use high-dose statins when necessary for those with more than one risk factor. For primary prevention, I do recommend increased physical activity as tolerated and healthy food choices with trans fats and three fatty acids and fiber and plant sterols uh, and portion control for all patients and weight loss for most patients. In those with one or more additional cardiovascular risk factor, an LDL above 100 milligram, I would then recommend statin therapy. And for those on statins for these indications, I would not discontinue them. Thank you, Dr. Goldfein.